Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? I'm Luke, and I'm doing well. Yeah, I hope you all Yay. had a wonderful Giving of Thanks Day, where you were thankful for all the things that you've been given. <laughs> Very, very well said, Jordan. <laughs> I should have given the like the presidential Thanksgiving speech after I pardoned a turkey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happens to the turkey after it's pardoned? They they eat it. They steal it. <laughs> that's, that's the White House turkey. Today. He's licking his lips as he's pardoning the, the turkey. Mm, and uh, literally, well, uh, there's a guy around back with knives sharpening. <laughs> <laughs> with a big giant chef's hat with Shows blood over all over his. <laughs> and everyone's all. That was very nice. Off with your head. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, Luke? Yeah, everything went well. My sister is having a pool put in and. Just like so many projects, especially recently with the COVID, like insane building wave, like all these projects just get pushed back and back, and prices constantly going up. You know how it is, but mm. it's almost done. It's like they had like most of it done, but they had to like finish resurfacing the inside and then fill it with water. So maybe by Christmas. <laughs> maybe I remember back in like August, we were like, "I'm sure it'll be done by Thanksgiving," and now it's like, yeah. Will it be done this year? Probably not. Maybe it'll be finished on the coldest day of the year in yeah. Florida. Maybe by Indy's birthday, right. January 30th. <laughs> Just in time to ice skate across it. <laughs> oh, my God, you're getting in the pool. <laughs> oh, my God, you're putting in a pool. <laughs> you're the last real family man. <laughs> it's that time. It's that yep. time of the year, peak folks. We're, yep. we're Thanksgiving's over. It's out of the way. And here we go. If I have enough money left over. I'm gonna fly you all out to christen it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. I we went to uh, South Carolina, and it was our first trip, like at all, with the baby. And w- what a way to start. You know, it's not like we went like on a two-hour drive to like Orlando. Was, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it was, like, she was fine. The baby was completely fine. Like, she did as well as she possibly could have. It, like, she got right to the point where she needed to eat. And at that point, she was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then, like, the stops were just so long because we get in someplace. Maybe we need lunch and got to feed her in there and change her in the bathroom. And, you know. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, yeah turned uh on the way back it was like it's like a six hour drive but it was like a nine hour drive on the way back it was yeah you know it is what it is but i'm thankful oh i do know to be home is what i'm the most thankful for and to be you know it almost feels like i was doing something illegal i was like there's a little baby back there should i really be driving this far yeah last (laughs) uh november so it would have been well, your baby's younger. Ours would have been maybe like four or five months older at that point. We drove to Asheville, North Carolina. So that was 
<laughs> that was a long one because I think mm. that one is nine hours mm. without the baby delays. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. you miss Ooh. naps. Yeah, you yeah. miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was fine though. I'm just glad again, glad to be glad to be back, baby. Don't, don't fly in a plane. It's definitely worse. Yeah, that you get that too. I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't foresee it happening. Pennsylvania. (laughs) It's February. My ears are hurting. Oh, my God. Well, there's no talking. There's just screaming. Yeah. He just gets too tired. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a four-hour flight or something. It's not a long flight. Probably not even four hours, like two and a half or something. But it's just, he's just tired. It's like, even if you do your best, it's just he's... He's just tired. And there's nothing you can do it's, on a plane. You're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're stuck. There's absolutely we're, nothing. And this lady in front of us was like, he, he must be tired. I hate that. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah, you think so? Yeah. She's like, here, let me try. We're like, sure. Go ahead. Please show us. Are you kidding me? We, we, we understand that. She said, let there's me not try. Much we can do in a metal tube. Oh my god! Like, like we're obviously trying to put him to sleep, but it's not going to happen. Oh my god! I'm Anyways, only, bad memory. I'm only three <laughs> months into this thing, and I already hate when people are like, like yeah. random people. Oh, it's this. You don't know. Get out of here. Or obviously, I mean, I it know is she that. was trying to help. It was right. just like I know it was frustrating her, and you know, obviously, it was frustrating us. But it's like, it just doesn't help, ma'am. Right. <laughs> like. I appreciate that you are trying. Like, she was doing it for the right reasons. You know, some people are just nasty, but. Wait, well, shut that kid up. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. I'm sure you'll run into that. <laughs> I'm sure. Anyways, I'm glad everything went pretty smooth for you. Yeah, we, we came back alive. Um, <laughs> anywho, before we before we get started, uh, did, you, did, have you, did you see the uh, new Mario Brothers trailer that, like, just dropped? No. Looks really good. And so, you know, no need to really... It's longer, I assume. Yeah, and longer. An actual and... trailer. Right, right. Not not, not just a teaser, really. But, you know. What I like about it is it shows, like... It's, like, it still mainly sets the tone of the thing without being, like, here's the plot. Here's each... Ed- in, here, like, to where you can understand what's happening yeah. in each scene. To where you can piece the skeleton of the story together it's not like that so i appreciate that it's just like ooh, that looks fun Ooh, that's crazy oh wow um and get kind of like an idea of what it's like instead of like i know the story <laughs> you know drives me crazy you know i'm watching it <laughs> yeah you man yeah you know. let's go <laughs> But no, I think it looks great. We got uh, more, a few more characters pop up, like Princess uh, Peach and Luigi. Get more of a sense of them, and Grandpa Peach or Grandpa Kong. Yeah, Cranky Kong. Papa Kong. <laughs> and, um, yeah, DK is in it, and looks good. Um, a lot of, a lot of video game things thrown in there. Like even the beginning kind of looks like Smash Bros. a little bit, and. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, you're watching the trailer as I speak, so. 
<laughs> half listening. Maybe throw in like a wow or a ooh or a <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it's intriguing. That's why it's hard to talk. Right. Because there's a lot said. Um, it looks good. I think you know one of the things I had said before was I think there might be some live action. I think this shows enough to say there's definitely not going to be because they show like the real world for a second with this plumbing. Early. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's good. I think there's a lot that could go wrong with adding in real world stuff. It's easy for it to not flow well with the animated stuff. So I think that's a good sign. Right. That's cool. <laughs> like Rock-A-Doodle. Yeah. Anyone want to talk about Rock-A-Doodle? <laughs> Where the freaking kid turns into an animated cat? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mario Kart stuff. It's cool. Definitely, yeah. It looks like it... it they may like be putting it into the plot somehow. Like maybe it's like an army or something, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I, I, at this point though, I will say I wasn't expecting it another trailer so soon. It's coming out in April. I don't know how much more I want to see at this point. Yeah. I will say that I'm yep. sold already. I, that like, I'm glad we got this trailer though, because I'm like, this is a more let's go silent. Yeah. Let's, let's say less super Mario movie. Wait, there's gonna be more. I, I I know. I know there's gonna be more. Uh, Don't probably. do it. Yeah, they shouldn't. Don't do ruin it. this for me. Don't you ruin this for me, <laughs> Nintendo and Illumination. Um, Luke, what you've been watching slash playing slash listening to this last two weeks? Um, I don't. I can't remember if I sent this to you, but there's a song by Michigander uh, called "Snow in Montana." Uh, there's been several of these like indie. Christmas songs that have come out. Um, you did, yes. There's, we did listen to yeah. it. It's very nice. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, there was one, I think it was last week, it came out in my release radar. Um, oh, gosh. Um, called Snow in L.A., that, uh, Are you just listening to <laughs> songs with titles about how there's snow in random <laughs> snow in Montana, snow in LA? Well, the snow in Montana one, yeah, um, it's more about snow, and then the snow in LA one actually like talks about Christmas. It's Christmas, okay? Who, who does yeah. that one? Snow in LA. It's Noah Cyrus is the reason I heard it, but it's oh. done by PJ Harding. It's featuring Noah Cyrus. She's a part of such good music. She she does the uh, Dear August song with uh, PJ Harding, which you've probably heard on the radio and stuff. It it's, sounds very Civil War-ish. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really well, good song. Take a listen. I'm kind of gathering new uh, Christmas songs for uh, this year's. Yeah, it's playlist. a good one. I like these indie takes on Christmas songs. Like They're not at all like your classic, like... I don't know. It's cold outside or something like that. It's, you know, they're not any of those jingle bells or anything, but they're they're just this like I guess new age wouldn't be the word, but like just like modern takes on like Christmas traditions and Christmas things and it's just fun. It's cool. 
there's a lot of these that kind of like trickle out. Like I was looking back on a playlist I made um, back in 2020, um, like Kurabung, Kurangbin. I, I never know how to say their name. They did a Christmas Time Is Here song, and Ingrid Michaelson did a Christmas Valentine song. With Jason Mraz. It's like these these yeah. type of songs came out. It's just there's so many of these good indie Christmas songs. I'd love just a, a, a playlist of just all those, like just the best best indie songs like that or that are, you know, originals. Surprised there's not one. I mean, I guess not just originals, though. It's it, Well, yeah, it's like who who thinks they're the good ones, you know? Right, <laughs> exactly. Of, Spotify. Some of them I, I find annoying, but most of them are really good. It's just... I right. would want it curated by my own ears, which is <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Basically, need you to step in, Luke. <laughs> yeah, you you don't want this. You don't want this. No, uh, not that one. This one. <laughs> Thank you. You been listening to anything? Uh, Jingle bells, actually. Huh. Yeah. That's it. Are there not many it's good covers? Of Jingle Bells, because it's, you know, it's Jingle Bells. But one of the classic ones always for me was the Bare Naked Ladies uh, version of yeah. Jingle Bells. It's amazing. It's just amazing. It's fantastic. It starts off and you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Really? Because it's like this ultra slow version. It's like Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. It's like, are you freaking kidding? And then it just, where it goes, it's just fantastic. Listen to it if you haven't. But that's not what I was going to actually recommend. I was screwing around. Um, there's a uh, Christmas song by Johnny Swim that uh, just came out called Don't Make Me Wait. They have a lot of Christmas songs, honestly. I think they did. They already did an EP uh, for yeah. Christmas music. And uh, they so they just released another one for a single. And it's really good. It's like the other ones. I, the thing about Johnny Swim is... Um, it's it's like they're they're reliable, I guess you could say. Uh, that they they have like the kind of the same sort of stuff, and so you always know what you're getting with them. But sometimes you're just in the mood for that kind of music, you know, chill, laid back, kind of like you know a girl and a guy singing together, that sort of deal. Um, but yeah, don't mean wait, awesome. good stuff, good stuff, Luke. Yeah, I'm saving it. Save it to your playlist. Oh, I hope it makes your playlist. So what have you been watching slash playing? Oh, now I'm watching. Now I'm listening to this song. That's yeah, what I'm doing. <laughs> that's really good. Um, a bunch of things actually. Um, never know what order makes this more fun. So I'll just mm. I'll wing it here. Um, we uh. World Cup soccer. I mean, that's one place to start. Um, you know, it just uh, started. That's supposed to be a like, Vuvuzela. Uh, <laughs> the Vuvuzela. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. So the U.S. soccer game, <clears throat> the uh, final game for the U.S. in the group stage was today against Iran. And, uh, yeah, they had so many of those <laughs> going. I hadn't heard them in, like, the England game or the Welsh game before that but my goodness in this game just it's a big game people are excited about this one excitement i, I don't know if that's excitement that's when you get excited the, the vuvuzela the just comes out of ever you. been invented the vuvuzela should die a terrible death it's a horrible <laughs> thing i remember like i think it was the south african 
uh, World Cup when they started doing that. It was, oh my goodness. Just hand them out to everyone. They're all excited about it. Like, yeah, this is a cool thing now. Anyways, yeah, I'm really enjoying World Cup soccer. I'm a huge soccer fan, huge just sports fan. If you listen to our show at all, you know that. Um, and I love soccer. I've, I was about to say above everything, but I don't know. It's it's somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, you know, there's been a lot of good games, some upsets. Argentina lost to. Uh, oh shoot, who was it? Uh, I think it was Iran. No, no, they're in the the other group. Anyways, they lost. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they lost Saudi Arabia. Everybody said it was. Probably the largest upset in World Cup history. Um, just incredible. <laughs> 2-1. I got a goal right at the end. Um, of course, that's Messi's team, Argentina. They were favorited to win the whole thing. They were like runners-up in the last World Cup, and they won the last, uh, what was it, the Concafa or whatever. Um, <clears throat> anyways, just, just enjoyed it a lot. You know, the U.S., they won today. Spoiler alert! If nobody, if somebody recorded the game, I'm sorry. USA. They won today against USA. Iran, um, and yeah, it's awesome. It was a nail biter. Came down to the wire. Just incredible effort by us. Um, I worry about us in the next stage since it was so hard for us to beat Iran. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> see how they do. I hope. Yeah. You know, I I think with <laughs> what I've noticed a lot with watching these games in this first. Um, the group stage is that a lot of these teams that, you know, they play to the competition, whether it's up or down, they just, they play to who they're playing against <laughs> for better or worse. Um, and the U S definitely, I think it was a case of that, you know, they played, um, it's the Welsh, but what's the name of their country? I'm, I don't Wales. know why I'm blanking. Wales. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes my brain, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we, we we scored on them, and then they scored on us, and it was a tie in that first game. And then England, who is according to the FIFA ranking the number five team in the country, who you know if we play Wales that close, it kind of forebodes that we might get defeated by England since they're much better than Wales. But uh, we held them zero zero. Yeah. And um, so then you know going into Iran, it's like. You know, who, which team's going to come out? And yet again, you know, they t- played them really close. They ended up scoring first early in the game, but then they weren't able to score again. And Iran had within inches of scoring over and over again. So they definitely played to the competition. Anyways, I'm going to start t- stop talking about soccer. I really enjoyed it. If you enjoy soccer, you know, yay. Um, we, uh, we bought a few things over Black Friday, but one of the things I got was uh, the Peacock deal. I think it was a similar thing that yeah. you did. Uh, it was 99 cents a month. And, yeah, I mean, it's just like a no-brainer. If you have yeah. any money, you should spend it on that because there's a lot of stuff. And one of the things I really wanted to watch was Yellowstone. I had watched the first episode and really had enjoyed it but just wasn't subscribed to anything that had the first season on it. I think Netflix – or Amazon, something had like one of the seasons, but it wasn't the first season. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to just skip to season four or something. Like I want to watch it obviously from the beginning. And so we've now subscribed to that and we're like five episodes in. So I think we're on like episode six of season, season one right now and just loving it. It's just an incredible show. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, our current addiction 
until we probably watch the whole thing. I mean, and now there's the the new prequel series that's coming out, that, which is a second hmm. prequel series. I didn't know that. It was eighteen. I think it was eighteen eighty four, and then now nineteen twenty three or nineteen twenty four, and what? I can't remember. Um, is now coming out on uh, Paramount Plus, I think. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like the streaming things are kind of strange. There's yeah, it seems what? like there's seasons because like i'm watching it on the nbc you know peacock streaming but it's a paramount plus original which i, I think which which was so cbs weird. thing you know and then i think there's netflix stuff and then i want to say netflix is doing one of the prequel series it's it's very confusing um but it's really good so you know i'm gonna do what i can to watch watch this content and i love the western theme there's not a lot of shows that I think have done Western well. Um, you know, there's there's a type of show that this falls under. It's it's kind of like, kind of kind of the way Game of Thrones, and kind of the way Breaking Bad. It's like heavily produced. You know, a lot of money put into it. It's big. It's has a large setting. It has a lot of great dramatic acting. Um, and this is one of those shows. And and. So, you know, there's a lot of settings, like we were saying, like Game of Thrones, you know, fantasy setting or, or House of the Dragon and Breaking Bad, you know, whatever setting you consider that. It's like in the West, but it's modern day. And High fantasy. The drug setting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, there's not a lot that have done this, this Western and especially modern day. You know, sometimes there'll be shows like this, but they'll be set in your classic Western, you know late 1800s or something like that setting which yeah. is which is cool but i i actually really appreciate the modern day western like this is what a modern day cowboy is like you know there's still cowboys but you know obviously things are a little different with modern day and all that comes with that but yeah anyways it's a really cool setting um enjoying that um we're Bethany really wanted to go back through Parks and Rec. We did this maybe a couple <laughs> years ago now, and so yeah. we, we just haven't watched it in a while. So we're kind of picking through that. Not a lot to say about that. It's a great show. Uh, I we watched the first episode of Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's mildly interesting. It's one of these shows where they say a lot of things. And yet, I don't know how much I'm actually learning. Like, it's a National Geographic, so it's supposed to be educational, but I don't know. I, I, I like Chris Hemsworth, but I don't know that anything's really getting done here. It it feels like they're doing things for entertainment's sake. You know, there's this 100%. whole challenge in the first episode where Chris has to walk out on this crane. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's scary. Like, clearly it's safe. I mean, he's completely strapped in, and there's, like, a million people, like, watching him. And right. I don't know. You know, it just feels like a little bit of drama for drama's sake. But it's fun. I mean, I think it's just cool to see different places he's going. And uh, I I think a lot of this goes on in Australia, I think, at least. At least the first episode was. But It's like friends are yeah. involved. It's like Australian friends. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fine. We watched the first episode of the Santa Clauses and that was something. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So this, um, I've watched it yeah. too. I've actually watched all, all episodes that are available currently. So yeah. What, so, what did you think? Sorry. You had to go through that. Uh, it is terrible. I thought it was not good at all. It just was 
so dumb. I just, it was like, it was like one of those, like the fourth version of the movie made into a TV show. I just, I liked Tim Allen. I really do. I just didn't really like the show and just, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> you obviously don't agree with me, but I just kind of, yeah. so I was shocked at it, how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. The first episode, you know what you're going to get. I was kind of shocked at how much I, I liked it. I thought the writing was pretty good. I Like, I thought, like, there were jokes that I was like, that was funny. Like, I, I actually thought some of the jokes were funny. I thought some of the the plot things they're doing are decent. I mean... I tolerate a lot. I don't know with this with this uh, universe. I, I've you know after seeing Santa Claus two and Santa Claus three, the Escape Clause. You know I do think this is uh, better than those. Obviously not the the original. I think like the original is like there on its own because two and three are just nothing like the original. They're nothing like the original. The original one's like a little bit grounded, and it has like a almost I think like I've even seen three. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, but but this, you know, there, there's a lot of aspects of it uh, I thought were thoughtful as far as, like, the plot where they're, like, really going into it. Like, Mrs. Claus are, like, being like, did the other Mrs. Claus, they have a name? And, like, kind of, like, the lore I thought was, was kind of interesting and the idea of raising children at the North Pole and what that does to them. I'm making it sound serious, but it's not serious. It's, it's you know, <laughs> it's a joke, but I, they're, they're, it's an interesting premise on which to lay a bunch of jokes, I thought. Um, no, I'm, <laughs> I kind of started watching it and I was like, all right, I'll watch the next one, you know, and kind of went on. Like that, so, you know, that's the experience I had, but I totally get it. If, if like, it's not, it's definitely got uh, a tone. I will say that. There's a lot of kid acting here where some of it's like, uh, okay, there's one character in particular. I'm like, oh my God, kid. <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> um, Noel is his name. And um, yep. the I'll have to say the this. You know. Yeah. The intro... <laughs> is horrendous <laughs> like i was like you kidding me with this intro i don't even know if you remember it but it was just like what in the world were they thinking like santa claus like catches a marshmallow he's like, with his mouth he's like ah <laughs> it's like this is the most ridiculous intro of all time sorry uh but yeah i'll, I'll slash that one off my list of ones to talk about <laughs> i thought i'd jump in i'm sorry that <coughs> you not enjoy it but it's not for everyone obviously yeah, I mean, you know, I started off thinking, okay, this is okay, but just by the end of it, I was just like, no, this is this is too dumb. I can't, I can't get with this. So. Cannot abide. So. There's just too much good stuff out there to watch to bother with things that I think are stupid. So, I don't, I don't bother with this stuff anymore. I'll give it a try, but yeah, there's too much Yellowstone out there, Jordan. <laughs> Um, There's too many Yellowstone for the Santa Claus. I watched that's absolutely amazing. Is City Slickers? Um, there's a few of these older movies that I'm wanting to go back. I really want to go back and watch Three Amigos. Um, haven't gotten around to that yet. But we were we were just you know sitting around as a family after the kids went to sleep. Um, I don't know Friday night or Thursday night or something. And you know it's it's hard. You have like six adults sitting there in my sister's living room and 
what do you watch? You know, we watch so much football. I know it drove the ladies insane. And I don't blame them. I understand. Yeah. I was even getting a little sick of football. As much as I love it, I was getting to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I need to watch something else. At least for everyone else's sake. Um, <laughs> Real quick, I have to interject. The funny thing about football on at like a holiday thing, because we were at a beach, a beach house, and there was like maybe two people who were interested in football in the entire place, and they'll just be like, "Oh, let's put the game on." And so the, it's on all day, basically, which is like okay, but yep. like the, three games starting at like noon. Right. The weird part about it is they'll put it on. They'll be like, okay, and they'll be like watching it for like maybe thirty minutes to an hour, and then they'll walk away and it's just on and like they'll glance at it every now and then and like i like i think someone turned the channel it's like hours and hours and hours and hours later and then they like come back be like where'd the game go or something like that. Like, are you freaking kidding me <laughs> Where, oh game gone or whatever <laughs> yep that is sports fandom for you there <laughs> sorry continue city yep. slickers <laughs> Um, yeah, City Slickers is just, it's a classic. I was just reminded of how good it is. Um, Billy Crystal, you know, in his prime. Um, I'm trying to remember these, the two other guys that are his friends are great, but they're just not as well known. Daniel Stern and Bruno Kirby. Uh, I think Daniel Stern is the much better known one. Um, obviously he was in Home Alone, but, uh, I think he's done a few other things. Over the Bushwhacked. Years, but just... Oh, yeah? That's all I got. Trying to look <laughs> no, there's his, much uh, more than Bushwhacked, but Bushwhacked was He's a been in a lot of things over the years. I think these are smaller roles, though. Oh, my gosh. He was in very bad things. Yeah, he was in very bad that. things. Uh, uh, he's in Rookie of the Year. Well, was he the dad or something? <laughs> Brickma? I don't know. I think I he was know. a player. He was one of the other players, um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. City City Slickers is just—it's unique, you know. It's 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 a movie that just is a unique premise, and that's what I think makes it so good. And I th- I think Billy Crystal, I can see how he's a flavor. I can see how some people may not like his humor. I enjoy it, but I can see how maybe his snark could get annoying. So. Uh, I can see how some people would like this movie more than others. Like, like I, like I do enjoy it, but yeah, I think it's just a great concept that the whole idea that you have like this one friend that likes to take his other two friends on these crazy adventures. And yet the other two friends like don't really want to do it, but they do it for him and they end up, it kind of always benefits them. I think it was kind of the idea that you get away from the movie and then, you know, they go on this obvious huge adventure with driving the cattle. and Kind of the plot of Deliverance, ever... but the opposite. They don't benefit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of that exactly. one friend that wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Burt <laughs> Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. Yeah. I could see that actually being hell. Being friends with Burt Reynolds might actually right. have It'll been be, back in the day. It would be great. It would be fun. <laughs> I think I saw the second one. I'm trying to remember. Like uh, Curly's Treasure? Yeah, Curly's Gold. Um, I think I saw it. But anyways, it's just great. You know, I'm just reminded watching it all these years later. And I, th- I want to say I saw it in like the early 90s when I was like a kid. And I 
I may have watched it since then, but I I don't really remember. But yeah. it was cool to revisit it. I'll uh, I'll try to watch some of these other old ones that I've been been looking back on. It's a good one. So good. It's a good the, one. the 90s comedies, they're just their unique flavor and wonderful for me. Yeah. I've only got one other thing and we'll talk about that together. So what have you been watching? Um, okay, so uh, as I as promised, I beat Sonic Frontiers, and uh, I 100%ed it on uh, Xbox, whatever whatever that means. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like torn when it comes to that. I really do love that when you get a rare a rare achievement, you get the fanfare, the like uh, that's a lot of fun. You get that a lot, but I do wish there was one more thing that happened when, when, once you got the last one, and it just pops and you're like yeah mm. right because you because yeah i mean there's no like special oh, for any of the other trophies on playstation yeah. but when you get that platinum it's like Bruh. but uh but yeah <laughs> you have to kind of go out and look at the uh at the achievement list to see that okay i 100 percented it on uh, yeah. and i got 40 out of 40 trophy yeah. or achievements it seems like uh, a simple thing too they should do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they'd call it, but that that'd be nice. Um, one hundred. So yeah, I was very much looking forward to this game. Um, I, I was kind of like probably halfway through, maybe halfway through when I talked about it last. I uh, ended up, yeah, finishing it in, over the course of like a few days after that. Um, yeah, I think this is the next step for Sonic. Um, in the for the franchise, it's. I think they've clearly put a lot of thought into what Sonic would be like in this kind of open world, open zone ish kind of thing, where it's like there's these islands that you freely explore, and like all these platforms that are around, almost like miniature little Sonic levels are within the level within that world. It's really really cool. Um, the game has uh, some things here and there that I'm like, uh, you could have tightened that up a little bit, or you could have used a few less of these. There's like this one island that has a lot of sections that will like, you'll go on a spring or something, and then it will like kind of propel you into this 2D perspective until you get out of, you know, this course that they put you on. And uh, a few of them are cute, but that one island had a few uh, too many of them for my taste because you're like locked into it at that point. It's weird. It's weird because uh, the joy of the game has so much uh, all the freedom of exploration and cracking those challenges in whichever way you wanted and exploring the world. Um, and also there, there's some every now and then a janky moment here and there. Um but um, overall, I love this game. Like I, I, all that to say, those were the problems I have. But everything else, I loved it. Like I just thought it was so much fun. Like that's the thing. Like I haven't play, had this much fun with a Sonic game in a long time. Like to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just having fun exploring this island and just finding these like finding basically everything on the map and clearing the map. And I kind of had fun with the story too. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, because this game swung so hard with what it did, there's a lot to criticize. But at the same time, 
I, I don't know. After I got us to a certain point in the game, I was like, guys, this is clearly the best Sonic the Hedgehog game. I mean, at least 3D, wow. at least. It's clearly, like, I, it's clearly the best. I don't, that's just where I'm coming from. Again, I think because yeah. they did took such a big swing, there's a lot of things you can nitpick here and there. But overall, like, this is so much fun. The controls in the open world feel great. Running around as Sonic feels great. The story is a story. I mean, <laughs> the thing about <laughs> Sonic, I mean, like, th- sometimes the stories have good elements, but I don't think really, even like the ones I love, like Adventure, like it's not good through and through. I can't say it is, but this, I'm like, okay, this has a through line. You go to each Island and you have to like save your friend on each one. And there's like actual some character depth here. I'm not like getting emotional or anything, but I'm like, this is working. You know, it works. Yeah. The story freaking works. And it ends in a satisfying way. And the, it introduces a new character and the new character is good. And I, I don't know. It's just. I, I'm really happy with it. I'm really pleased with it. I, I, I can't imagine they don't continue in this direction this game is doing very well um i imagine it will be uh, do continue to do well during the holidays i think they made a really good choice mm-hmm. on black friday to be like hey we're gonna discount the crap out of this game well not the crap but you know for a new game getting it for 35 or 40 dollars is amazing and so like yeah. I, they that's really smart i think that's really smart of them to do so they can just bolt here get it out there like sell 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 uh, and I do think this is the next uh, stage in Sonic. And I hope they yeah take their time, figure out what they want to do, how they want to continue this um, style yeah. of gameplay. Um, but yeah, very Sonic happy. Beyond, beyond the Frontier. Yeah, man, bring it on. I'm very pleased. Um, so Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet came out. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs> Every single story is about the um, the pre- the presentation, the performance, and all that. Like every article when the review started to come out had something about the performance in like the subject line or in the headline or what subject line is an email. But uh, yeah, I get it. I get that. Uh, I de- I I definitely do. I mean. It's not like if you look at like the clip shows of all like the worst of the worst uh, glitches. I haven't really come across any of those really, but the frame rate alone and uh, just the slowdown the game has, I I don't, I'm not gonna defend it. Like I I think it's I I think it's ridiculous. I really do. Um, that being said, of course, you know, like there's the game to consider, the game that's underneath the filth <laughs> that is quite good. And I think like this game would be getting so much hate, so much hate, like terrible reviews, not just kind of mediocre reviews, terrible reviews if the game wasn't good, um, which the game is good. But yeah, I mean, Do you think it can be saved by just updates. I don't know. Um, mainly, it's kind of weird, like. So most, you feel like most game companies, if this was Capcom, if this was CD Projekt Red, you know, or, or something like that, you'd get something. You, you say someone would come out and be like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm sorry. We're going to 
this is what we're going to do. You know, if this was, if it was getting this kind of feedback, which CD Projekt Red did, you know, like if this was CD Projekt Red's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, we would get a blog with a yellow background saying like the timeline of the the patches that they're going to fix. Um, Right. And um, the thing is, it's like Game Freak. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's weird because it's crazy. Um, it's it's a different situation too. In a way, not again, not defending this, not defending it. it. It's the way they view it is because okay, a lot of kids don't care about this sort of thing. A lot of little kids who play these games don't care about, it. and really? also Japan doesn't care about this stuff as much as much as Americans really? do. I don't yeah. see how anyone doesn't care. That stuff affects your gameplay. I agree. Um, because especially when it's this bad, especially when it's this bad, there's been other games where I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, but whatever. But this is, there's some really bad moments. There's some part, um, there, a lot of people make it sound like there's just no good moments in this game where it feels and looks fine. Like there's a lot of moments where I'm like, this is fine, but there's this one city where I got to this city in the game, which it kind of hurt a little bit because I'm like, this is what I dreamed of. It's like, this is what I wanted. Like to be in a field and to see a city on the horizon and go to it. And it's like kind of this big city and this nightlife kind of happening with all these lights and everything. But it was abysmal. Like I got there in the game. Like I was like running and I I was like, and I got to the city and I was like, (laughs) I was like, Mm. you can just tell it's like loading assets. in. Right. And the game was just slowing down and it, 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 you know, it sucks. It's like I'm a character in the horror series Wishmaster. And he's like, choose your wishes. And I'm like, I want a Pokemon game. with It's open world. You can run around the field. And there's not a lot of loading screens. You can go to cities and different areas freely on a the baby. And then he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and it's just, and it's this. Um, I, I really do hate it because I did not want to be like, well, this is all, like, cause it's the conversation around this game and it sucks that that's the conversation around this game because there's a good game here and I think there's a lot to talk about as far as like how a, an open world Pokemon game feels and it feels great except, you know, it kind of, it kind of does suck. I hope there is some sort of patch or something and, you know, it just kind of, you know, took the playing the game and just kind of sitting down with it. There's times where I'm like, I'm having a good time. And there's other times where I was like, this is just, I feel like the game's constantly just taking the wind out of my sails here and there. I'm not, I, I'm a Nintendo fan. I, I really am. So being that kind of means that I'm not a graphic snob. Like it automatically means that I care less about graphics than a lot of other people do. So I, I doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It's just when the game runs this way, it's kind of like it feels like it's more broken. I kind of, I don't know. Definitely. I don't know. Like, I'm fine playing a game that doesn't look amazing, but it's like it it, it does what it's, you know, trying to do. The art style is there, and it runs. Most Nintendo games have this, and it's only, for some reason, Game Freak, the ones that, one, don't have that sort of quality control and I the the reason being like they'll delay and delay and delay Zelda Tears of the Kingdom until it's 
whatever until it's how they want it to be but pokemon's different because they have the pokemon train where it's basically like okay we don't only have this game we also have the card game to consider we also have the anime to consider we have this and this and this and there's entire product line all these pokemon that they want to sell merch for and they have this whole train running and so to delay the game means a lot more than just delaying the game and that sucks (laughs) for the games you know yeah um yeah, that's depressing, but sorry. <laughs> I'm going to continue playing it. I'm going to beat it. I'm kind of an, a sl- being slow because I would hate. I, I don't know. I don't think. I honestly am a little more pessimistic on if Game Freak's going to release a patch, but I would hate to like beat the game within like two weeks and then like they're like, here's a patch that makes it all better. You know what I mean? I'm like, crap, I already beat yeah. it. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of so slow annoying. going with that one. Um. I have one more thing uh, I did want to mention real quick. Um, another Disney Plus original that came out, uh, Disenchanted. Uh, this is this uh, long-awaited? I don't know. I can't, <laughs> can't really say long-awaiting if no one's really... I don't really... know about awaited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a big gap, long but... didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Too to, to Enchanted. And, uh, you know... Uh, I was interested. I I really like Enchanted. I, I really I really do. I think it's it's charming. It's got a lot of personality going for it. Um, it's done well. Um, Disenchanted. I I I wasn't a big fan of. This isn't a Hocus Pocus two situation. This is a this is a competent movie <laughs> that uh, looks very much like a movie and not a Disney Channel original movie. This is a, a competently made movie with actors doing a thing. It doesn't look like it was made on a, in a weekend or something like that. Man, that's an insult to Hocus Pocus 2. Yikes. <laughs> um, but it, it just misses the mark for me. It, like, Enchanted was like, it was fun because it was uh, Amy Adams, you know, Giselle going into the real world and her like whimsicalness bumping up against the cynicism of of the real world. Yeah. I mean, and uh, and like every now and then she'd break out in a song and it was funny. The fact that she was singing was like it was kind of it was funny, but it was also crazy that like, oh, this is actually a pretty good song. because It was like written by Alan Menken, like legendary Alan Menken. In this movie, like, the premise is that she, like, is in an opportunity where, like, life isn't going the way she wants in, uh, you know, in the real world or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's not that great. So she wishes that her life would be a fairy tale again. And it, like, transforms the world into, like, a fairy tale world. And it kind of ruins it. You know, it kind of just, like, makes it really Mm -hmm. generic immediately because, like, all that commentary or not commentary, sheesh. Um, what what could I say? I I don't know. Not commentary, but I guess whatever. Everything that you could do with like a classic Disney character popping up in New York, all that kind of stuff is gone. It's gone. It's just kind of just a generic fairy tale at that point. There's not really anything like, and there's songs all over it all over it and they're not supposed to be funny or anything like that like oh my god they're singing and everyone's like what are you doing you know they're just in a fairy tale and they're singing and the songs aren't really that good which is weird because alan Menken was involved writing these songs but they're just not great at all really i mean like Mm. 
it sucks because like the people performing it are good. Like they got freaking a Diamondzel because she didn't sing in the first one because she wasn't like a fairy tale person, but she went to the fairy tale world and now she's singing all these songs because you got to get her to sing because she's freaking Elsa. Um, and Amy Adams is really good. She's freaking great as that character. It's just not a really interesting movie at all. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It looks good. It it looks like a movie, but unfortunately, I I don't think this was something that should have really been made. Really, it just kind of does seem like a waste of of time. Mm. If you would enjoy, wow. yeah, yeah, I know it's it's kind of hard. It's a shame. I don't mean to be mean. Again, this is a competently made movie. It's just kind of boring to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I got, man. Uh, are you ready to talk about the goods? Um, Let's do it. Yeah, uh, we we kind of talked about it uh, before we recorded. Uh, we we do plan to basically do a Christmas review throughout the, the month of December. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas stuff, be it on uh, streaming or um, coming to theaters. There's a certain one we're really looking forward to talk about. But you know, this week is a. Uh, course guardians of the galaxy holiday special you read the title of the, of the show that you clicked on um yep so yeah uh did, you just watched this recently didn't you yeah last night mm-hmm. awesome um yeah it came out just last weekend uh, i feel like for some reason like i we knew this was coming for a while but for whatever reason like i thought it was further off and so like as as it approached, I was like, oh, geez, that's coming out? But I guess that makes sense. Like, it just, some of these things that seem so far away, once they start to actually manifest, I'm like, oh, geez. Especially these Disney Plus things that are like, don't get as much buildup as something that is being released in theaters, where you get like trailers for like months and months and months. Whereas this, you get a trailer, and by the way, it's coming out in three weeks. Here it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I'd been tracking this for a while. I remember James Gunn announcing some stuff on Instagram. And so, for me, it's been like, finally. (laughs) Mm. For me, it was just like I had been waiting and waiting. And, yeah, really excited. I've been excited for a while. Um, My only, um, you know, this isn't really a complaint, but I, I wish it was longer. Yeah, me too. But me I mean, it, it was holiday special length. That there was nothing wrong with the length. It just, you know, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, and I just wish it had been more, more there. All right. Well, what did you think of what was there? What What did you think about <laughs> this special, Luke? I think it sounds pretty obvious <laughs> from what I was saying. Now I feel, but yeah, really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff here. It's just fun. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy setup that James Gunn has written, directed, done it all. I mean, he's just he is the <laughs> the author and the creator of all this, and he has created such a fun world that's easy to just interject anything into. It's it's <laughs> unique in that way. Where whereas I don't know something like just pull something out of my my butt is like batman versus superman it's like the world that's created in that lore is just you know <laughs> no, there's not a lot you can fit into that you know there's yeah. there's there's the dc heroes and and they have their place in it but but this guardians of the galaxy world is just 
it's so silly and goofy that y- you could literally do anything. I mean, when you can have Cosmo the dog in there, you know you can do anything. Love it. <laughs> you could just do anything. It's just it's so silly. So, yeah, my overall impression is just it's great. It's just it's just great. Fits great with the holiday theme, and it just that it plays well off the team. And just wish there was more. It's my only complaint. <laughs> right. Um, What'd you think? <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much right with you. I, I was extremely happy while watching this. It's something I've always wanted. I've and, and didn't think I'd get you know until this was announced yeah. that there'd be a full on Christmas special in like the MCU. Like I, I've always wanted like something where it's like, gosh, I just wanted a I want I want a classic Christmas special where s- someone had like it's all centered around Christmas yep. and okay. Yep. <laughs> right. You know, and Hawkeye was was that to it an extent. Lot. It had a lot. But it um, and it's one of those it things. It was New York. So it was New York. Was cool part of it. It was one of those things where like Christmas was the setting and that made it a Christmas series. I, I stand by that. But to be a Christmas special in, in this way, to have like yeah. literally the focus is Christmas, uh, I. Never I would I'd argue Hawkeye was a lot about Christmas because the, the show was. literally ends with him like coming home for Christmas. There's like a Christmas party going on. It's like a Christmas tree right there at that end sequence. There's right. a lot of Christmas there. I would never argue that. Yeah, Hawkeye is not. I mean, it wasn't like a, a special, Christmas but, thing, but yeah, there's something like that hits for me different. Where it's like on a different level when it's like. Oh my gosh, we got to do this for Christmas. And it's like the entire thing is that. And there's the themes of just the schmaltz, the Christmas schmaltz that I love with the the themes of family and togetherness and the Christmas <laughs> spirit and all that stuff that like tie so heavily into it. And I didn't expect it to to hit in that way and to do it to that extent. Um but I, I just forget that, like, you know, James Gunn, he, he like, that's why I think, like, I'm really excited about what he might do with, like, the DC Universe and, like, Superman, for instance. Because, like, yeah, he can do sentiment. He can do emotion. He can do heart. Uh, like, he can be brutal. But then he can turn on a dime and and be yeah. heartfelt. Suicide it, Squad. Yeah, he can be brutal. <laughs> yeah, he can be very, very brutal, but then all of a sudden he could be like, "Oh, well, this is a heartfelt moment now," and it's and it yeah. is. Um, but yeah, this is that for sure. He he definitely is. I I mean, there's a lot of other Christmas stuff that he's obviously inspired by doing this, but it's awesome. I mean, like the the only criticism I have is that you know there's a there's a lot of jokes. You know, there's a lot of jokes, and that's not the bad thing, but. The, some of them just didn't work for me, but that's that's how it is when there's just so many jokes being thrown at you. Not every single one's gonna land. That's just kind of how it is, I think. But some of them, I'm just like, oh geez, that was a little too stupid for me. But <laughs> but either way, um, overall, they were the jokes worked for me, and uh, the the story overall and the whole like mission of this uh, special it, it was it was outrageous. It is. <laughs> Very crazy. Um, it's almost it's weird, like even like really having a spoiler section for something that's so short and something you can just watch right now. 
in like just one sitting and be like, I watched it, you know, to not to, yeah. I'm saying like to, to, you know, like sneak around spoilers, but I guess we kind of did that for a few minutes. So we can just <laughs> jump into talk about whatever we want for this. How about that? Let's do it. Go see it. Just, you know, check it out. Go see it. You know, it's, it's Christmas time. Go to your TV and see it. Go to your TV <laughs> <laughs> and press play. Yep. Um, that intro was uh, was awesome. The animated intro. Yeah. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was smart. I mean, I can yeah. see how it can be. <laughs> it was probably. I mean, I don't know what animated costs animation costs nowadays, but I would think it would be a lot cheaper than actually having to hire and have a whole set and figure out how to make him look as close as he can to to Star Lord. Um, so. Yeah, I think it made sense. It worked you know, well. The f- funny thing is that like uh, they used a really old school method of animation called rotoscoping, where they yeah. actually filmed, you know, Michael Rooker. So he came on set doing something with uh, this kid, and they filmed them, and they just literally animated over them, and, and just <laughs> it's a really old school way to do animation, but. Um, I think that was the point probably for him to do it, but, uh, classic, classic freaking stuff of, of Yondu being a, a, a humbug and a, and a Grinch here at the beginning, throwing down the Christmas tree, screaming, I hate Christmas. I mean, how can you not think of the Grinch Yeah, seeing yeah. him do that? Yeah. Uh, I love I the love song it. too. <laughs> to begin. Oh my it's gosh. So good. I'm guessing that was an original, right? Yeah, it looks like there's this band that was involved called Old 97s, and they were like that. That oh, group wow. yeah. was the Old 97s. I know old 97s. Yeah, so that was them. So that was an original for this, as well as the one at the end called "I Don't Know What Christmas Is, But Christmas Time Is Here." Yeah, <laughs> full on, full huh. on original song at the beginning. That's. Uh, I didn't realize that was the Old 97s. That's awesome. Yeah, that's those cool. guys are great. Um, I just love the music throughout. I do have to comment on the music. Uh, they, the soundtrack is on Spotify, uh, but it's uh, it's great. One, I mean, like on Spotify, it's going to be the score and those two original songs. Unfortunately, you're not going to get like the uh, light other licensed music in there, but they're all really looking at the music right now. It's awesome. Absolutely, but yeah, yeah, the music was really good. Um, I did not expect there to be any original music in this, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's just cool the things Especially really good original music. Right, exactly. like <laughs> a really killer song that will I will be added to my Christmas playlist as discussed yep. before. Um, yep. adding them right now. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's obviously this uh, special focus is mainly, I'd say around uh, uh, Mantis and uh, Drax. Through the majority of the thing until like, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much the Mantis and Drax show. This whole movie. Right, which is a fun team up. And really, it's I mean, it's mostly Mantis. Almost, She probably has 70% of the lines between the two of them. Right. She did a really good job. Yeah, because she has like some. You know, that's the thing. It's really impressive, I and I like it, that, like, 
they have some character stuff to do to like forward her character a little bit um, in this like 40 something minutes. Oh yeah. In a big way. In a big I way. Mean, honestly, yeah. This is a big thing for her. Right. Oh, like she is the sister of star Lord. That's, it's pretty awesome. Right. And it's as we, as we see that like is like a, uh, a big thing for Peter as well. And that it, it's, it, it, yeah. It's interesting. I wonder how like they'll kind of, you know, deal with that in uh, Guardians Volume Three. If it's something that will be brought up in a big way, but uh, I'm sure it will be. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean the the rest of the team's kind of just there as a starting point and like a bookend. Um. What did you think of their uh, escapades on Earth? I just loved it. It was great. Right. The whole the whole bar scene and the dancing and dancing. It's for pathetic people. <laughs> I love that uh, when they're on the Hollywood strip, they uh, like Drax sees a GoBot. Yeah. And implies that GoBots are just a real thing in the Marvel Universe. Saying like the, a GoBot killed his cousin or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he like sees it and recognizes it and knows what GoBots are. And apparently one killed his cousin. Yeah. How random and how funny. <laughs> and that he believes that that's actually what that is. Right. Like there it is right there. So ridiculous. Well, he later thinks a candy cane is a man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there. Do you think this is a man? No. Oh. My friend is being ridiculous. <laughs> he needs a prescription glasses or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're going for. But uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. And Kevin freaking Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Those two. Palm and uh, Dave Batista, they're just um they're just great. I don't know. They're just I I I almost want somebody to see the chemistry that happens in this special and make a movie with these two in it. Like they could honestly they could make like a romantic movie or like an action movie together or something just you know, as some other characters. I, I don't know. They just they work so well together and I just love their personalities um i don't know yeah. palm, palm palm is always just a she's a cool up-and-coming actress I'm, I'm excited for what what else she does i i think she's done an amazing job with mantis just just in general i know i'm getting a little bit off the story of the movie but i just just a comment on you know what they did here and i just i thought it was great i mean you know obviously it's a short little thing and it's <laughs> it doesn't mean a lot what you know what was written here for them but i just it just works so well. It's just it's fun to see two people that work well together and you know have a good script and they just it, it, this is obviously fun. This isn't you know hard acting, but it's just so fun. I I could see you know and them being well together in a comedy, um, perhaps. But I just I think I don't know. There's something there. You know, I think I think I hear like I I've been listening to a, a podcast with a his comedy podcast uh, with uh, Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade. And, and so they interview a lot of actors and mm-hmm. I just, I hear these actors go through kind of their life and, and what, what helped them get big. And 
there's been a lot less than what they did here in this holiday special that has has gotten them bigger roles. And obviously, these two are already pretty big in Hollywood. But I just yeah, it's fun Batista. when you see a role like this, and and it and it, it's just it works so well. We 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 talk week after week about things we've been watching and so many things that don't work, and it, it's fun to get to talk about something that did work so well. And so, yeah, I just I, I love the chemistry. I, I just. I love how they they work well together. I think you know maybe this is could garner a spinoff show with yeah. uh, you know um, Dave Batista and Palm. Um, I, I can't pronounce her last name, so I'm just calling her Palm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> want to butcher it, but yeah, Clementioff or whatever. But she's just she's great, and I just I think their chemistry works well, and I, I think there could be. Perhaps after Guardians Three, maybe there could be a spinoff show with these two. I think Disney obviously has no lack right. of desire to make spinoff shows, so I think this <laughs> yeah. is one that, that that would work at least for my taste. And uh, yeah, I just I think there's something there, and it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah, I've beaten this horse into the ground, but it's really good. They've taken like what worked really well, you know, because they had a little bit of time to shine in Guardians Two, where we were introduced to Mantis. Um, they just play well off each other and the, their character traits as characters uh, make them kind of a good match as well how blunt they kind of are in different ways um, and and yeah. also just how they're, they're kind of opposites in physicality as well it's just kind of it's great yeah um, <clears throat> but yeah their, their shenanigans are awesome and uh, it, it's just kind of funny seeing these uh these like aliens that are like just jumping around and like flipping cars yeah. over and you're like oh yeah <laughs> they are ridiculously like overpowered like people compared to like regular humans yeah it's like you forget because they're always like fighting like thanos or whoever but yeah it's... yeah <laughs> But yeah. yeah, and uh Kevin Bacon, I got to say, he is he's here for it. He is just fully signed up for this, obviously, from the <laughs> moment he shows up. He's obviously having a great time. Absolutely. He's Kevin watching, Bacon, man. Everybody he's Kevin freaking him. Bacon. Everyone knows him. Everyone's uh, connected to him. Um <clears throat> it's funny that he's watching uh Santa Claus uh conquers the Martians. Is this is a real house? Um, I don't know. Bethany I, I, was like, we were talking about it. Like, this is the perfect thing for Kevin Bacon. We're just gonna come over to your house, Kevin. <laughs> we're just gonna run a few lines, and then, then Drax broke the window, and Bethany's like, "Well, I guess it's not his house." <laughs> no, I was like, "Yeah, I guess not." <laughs> right, and you know those maps to the stars. You know, it's like I've I've always been like, "Does that are those real? Do these do they make that up? Like the maps to the stars." I don't know. It looks like a house that Kevin Bacon might live in. Yeah, I mean, like he nice could. Place. I can imagine him living in something similar to that, but I don't know if we were we. I don't know if we bore witness to Kevin Bacon's true home <laughs> in this in this special. I did notice though that um, the a few of the other stars that popped up were uh, John Cena and Margot Robbie, who were in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> so. Oh, I didn't even notice them. Where were right. they? When, when they uh, 
showed kind of like the map of the stars and like they went to like a few wrong stops and one of them they like showed the face of like John Cena and then the other one was a Marco Robbie and there was one other person I can't I I failed to remember but um yeah I thought that was a fun little James Gunn thing a little crossover with DC and it's weird hearing them talk about DC characters sometimes they'll talk about yeah. and I'm like what they did that in uh Eternals 2 where they like referenced a DC character as like you know like a fictional character it's always a weird thing to me you know yeah they say something about Batman yeah yeah I don't know but um but yeah I mean all this stuff's great them chasing him around freaking LA freaking hilarious yeah. Kevin Bacon hamming it up um I love the fact that actors are just like Something reviled around space, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. They're like court jesters of the dark ages or something. <laughs> it's always funny, like hearing actors do that sort of stick, you know, when they're just like, ugh, actors. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking good. Um, just... yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we can cut to the end. Of this whole thing, you know, it's just a lot of great Christmas stuff at the very end. We're just Christmas turned up to 11 when they go back to nowhere, which is interesting that they bought nowhere, apparently. Um, So I don't know if that's just the home base now of the Guardians, basically. Man, Star-Lord does not have much of a role in this this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. He has very few lines. Right. Yeah, I mean... He pro- he has more than you know the other ones that didn't go get Kevin Bacon, but yeah, he's not the. I don't know. There's a lot of times he's like on screen, but he's not saying anything. Right. He's usually just reacting to what is being said around him. You know, like yeah. he, whether it's the band or reacting to the whole thing where he's like freaking out over the fact that they kidnapped Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all very funny. He's he's funny in it, but yeah, he he. It's not. It's like he's the focus of the story, but not the free. He's not in it very very much. This isn't his special, really. Even though he is kind of a focus at the end a little bit. Is Kara Sedgwick married to Kevin Bacon? She's credited in here. Is she the wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. his real life okay. wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I looked it up since 1988. Wow, good for them. Good for them. Go, guys. Go get it. Appear in Guardians. My entire lifetime. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Right. And uh, I love just the the classic Christmas thing. Like, it's funny because they do kind of set up that uh, Kevin Bacon's a sucker for Christmas. His house is ridiculous in the amount of Christmas stuff he has. And he's just like, he is just a ball of joy just getting into his house. (laughs) And watching freaking Santa Claus conquers the Martians with just pure glee on his face. And then when he finds out that they want to do something for someone else for Christmas, it's what turns him around. He's like, I got to tell someone what Christmas is all about. That's just, I I love this crap. It feels like how you hope Kevin Bacon is in real life. (laughs) I I have my doubts that he's actually that way, but I hope he's that way. Absolutely. um, Maybe we should invite him to a Christmas party and maybe he'll show up if we (laughs) kidnap him. Uh, Probably not. Ever meet your heroes, Jordan? No, no. 
But it turns out well for Star-Lord. And uh, <laughs> we get another yeah, song so. with him, with the uh, yeah. with that same band as before. I think yeah. that was actually him singing. Sounds it is. Like it. Yeah, it was him. Sounds great. Does he sing in anything else? Is there like another movie he's sung in? Probably. He's been in everything. I'm sure he's sung in things too yeah you have to imagine he has been in a lot of crap let me see i'm 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 looking it up here surely there's something else google kevin bacon singing (laughs) is it just guardians of the galaxy holiday special Uh, i don't know but i love the gift giving portion where they're giving each other gifts it i don't understand how nebula got bucky's arm yeah, that's what we're real laughing joke. about. I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> I'm going to get that arm, yeah. It's great. Great deep cut. I love uh, Groot's gift and how he gives Kraglin his gift, and it's just like a sculpture of him receiving that gift. Like, I don't yeah. know, that one made Over me and laugh. over again. Oh, over and over <laughs> again. Smaller and smaller. Giftception. I mean, I, I thought that was really funny. Um, <laughs> and it's almost right. like... I don't know how he was able to sculpt things that he was not there to uh, to see, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Either way, that's talent. That's that's real talent. So he would have just you know <laughs> just do it. How do you like his design, by the way? A uh, more grown up Groot. Um, I don't know about that. I thought that was a little weird, and it's like a weird like jacked up. It's like a Vin Diesel Groot. <laughs> Yeah, and it even sounds like more like Vin Diesel than ever. Like they don't really need they don't even really change his voice much. It just kind of sounds like Vin Diesel. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. It's not I I think I like this taller, skinnier Groot. I don't know. It's it's he seemed more lovable. That that Groot, I don't know. It's it wasn't my favorite. Right, right. I, I'm not. I'm kind of mixed on the design too. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That is just this bulky, almost like he's wearing like a football uh, outfit or something like that. I don't know. It, it, it's whatever. But um, I wonder if that's how he's gonna be in three, though. That's that's the question. I would imagine so. I I yeah. would think those effects that they used here were done in is what because they they did this. Like during the filming of three, they basically the way well, they kind of did were able to do this is they're like, we're here, we're all here, we have these sets, let's kind of make this too. And uh, yeah, and so like a lot of the effects that they had here for Groot, they probably had kind of baked in from their work on three, I would imagine, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, the emotional scene with uh, with um. Mantis and Star Lord. Ah, it's that's just it's nice, right? It's just it's just nice stuff. You know, you know it's that's like, great. That's the best gift ever. You know, it's it's payoff. It's what you're for, looking for in a Christmas movie. It's what you want, and the fact that I didn't expect it to give you give me anything as far as like character stuff that kind of advances the character or informs the character in any way. I didn't really expect that. Um, and I'm happy that I got something, you know, and, um, also I, I like kind of like how it ended, you know, this, another sweet little note, like how, oh, Craglin didn't know the whole story and how, uh, about mm-hmm. how Yondu really reacted after everyone wasn't really looking because he's a big softy, I guess. 
Um, that's great because one, that's how he got all of his little trinkets that he had on the hood of his hood of his uh, ship that he was collecting in uh, Guardians One. That's how it started his collection. And yeah, and he gave Star Wars his guns. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I was just like some of those things. I was just kind of like, like rocking in my seat. Like, yes, yes, this is this is what I want. This is what I freaking want from this sort of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, they kind of just nailed it. I, I don't know as far as something that I never thought I would get. Something like this, to where it's like, oh my gosh, we got to do this for Christmas. You know, it's just the classic Christmas episode. Of uh, we we had like an episode way back in the day talking about like how the class what like franchise should get a uh, holiday special and it's always the same kind of thing like revolving around Christmas having something mm-hmm. schmaltzy have some Grinch like character show up mm-hmm. and have a really emotional ending and all that stuff and this we freaking got it into with the Guardians of the Galaxy and that's just yeah I think. Holiday specials can be quite a challenge to write when you're trying to, especially when you're trying to adapt, you know, a whole canon, a whole world <laughs> in with them. Because obviously they they can't be a massive thing and you don't want to tell an extensive story, but you also want something to be very fun and emotional and, you know, and, and the thing that, like we said earlier, that this did is it also furthered a little bit of the the lore with some of these characters timelines and that that can be hard to do without messing up stuff and it's just yeah, i think it's yeah. another testament to james gunn's talent as a writer which i think is one of the things as i see more movies and become you know just more experienced in film um it's more the thing that i am impressed with i think it's the hardest thing, at least it seems to me like it's the hardest thing to do in entertainment is write. Whether it's video games, TV shows, movies, it is it's amazing to me what these writers come up with. It it <laughs> it's just a spark that I think some people are born with and others are not. And so <laughs> that's just right. something I came away from this. I was just like, you know, this was just written so well. It it fits so well in this this gap here in time in the Marvel universe and it just works great. Absolutely. And you know, I kind of, I kind of agree with you. I'm kind of, and kind of don't when it comes to the length, I do wish it was longer because you know, um, I want more of it. I I just think, you know, they they could have done a little bit more and make it a little bit more of a, of a juicy appetizer. But the fact that, you know, it was short, I'm going to watch it again. This uh, this holiday season, I, I plan to just kind of put it on, just to watch it again, to you know, just to enjoy it. Part of you know, more part of this holiday, you know, when, once we get more into the holidays. But um, so yeah, there is like a a good thing about it being kind of more bite sized, but also yeah, I mean, if someone something's good, you know, you kind of want it to. I don't know, be a little bit more filling than this. But I will say, though, like, I I, I don't know. Did you see Werewolf by Night? No. So Werewolf by Night um, was around the same the same length of this. But with that, I 
I, I feel like it was too short period. Like there's no, I, there's no, I have no two minds about it because like, I feel like it was introducing a world that, you know, 50 minutes or whatever gives a very short introduction for, I was kind of like, Oh man, for what they were doing, I w- that really needed to be a little bit longer. Uh, I liked it, but I, I did felt like it suffered from the, the, it's short length, but I do feel like guardians, uh, holiday special kind of they were able to get done what they were trying to get done and actually feel complete um while being that short mm-hmm. but i'm curious to see what they do moving forward with this moniker of marvel studios presents yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see um <laughs> Like I said, I, I think it's all about the writing. It all comes down to the writing, and especially when you're juggling as many balls as you are with the MCU, yeah, you have to find these uh, these places that you can put characters in, and and then you have the challenge that people want characters that they already know to be involved with the new characters that you're introducing, and and that obviously introduces a lot of challenges with it. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched that, so I, I don't have anything to add on that show. But I don't know. We'll see. Right. It, it, you know, it, it, there's, the, there's the part of it that I've talked about many times where it's just fatigue on the show end of it. Um, I, I would like more meaty chunks to be added to the MCU each time. And, and my favorite version of that is movies. Um, right. And it's not like I'm against tv shows in general i just think that they're good as smaller supplemental things for the movies themselves because i think the movies have done and i do think they continue to do the best job of of furthering the the canon you know as long as they're done right you know obviously not all the mcu movies have been done right but but when you do it do a movie right and then have something like a, a hawkeye or a loki that that furthers the story in that direction um i think it's a good balance i'm sure marvel's pleased that you feel this way i think they still view their movies as the main course and all these things being yeah kind of sides and desserts why what am i stuck on this whole food analogy with this i must be hungry I, or something i don't know got to eat to live got to eat to live so luke what are we, what what do you, what are we doing next? I, I know there's uh we're gonna, we're, you know might as well not even make it like a surprise. We're, we're, there's a few that are coming out, a few that are already out. I know one of the ones that are out and streaming is um, a Christmas Story Christmas. What a title, by the way, <laughs> a Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah, the the. Long delayed, long awaited, but not really awaited <laughs> Christmas movie. There's, of course, the mean one, which just got its trailer. So. Oh, yeah, right. The, the parody of uh, <laughs> The Grinch, or right? I did watch the no, trailer. No, this is the that. real Grinch. It's not a parody, Jordan. This is oh, the real bad. Grinch. You, right. Y'all didn't know the real. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> right. The Grinch was actually just kind of scooting around copyright for this movie, not the other way around. <laughs> what all the fairy tales were actually based on. The bloodthirsty Grinch that murders everyone. No, no, the mean one. Can't say the Grinch. 
Well, I I do want to watch Spirited. Um, that's the Apple TV original. I haven't watched that yet with the Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. So, all right. Well, which one do you want to do I next? These are both out. Watch. Um, I guess Spirited. <laughs> all right, you heard it, folks. Next know. week we will review Spirited. Looking freaking forward to it. Hopefully, it's worth talking about. Right. If you guys want to watch we'll along or like, you know, listen, listen to it and know what we're talking about. Uh, Spirited is on Apple TV Plus. Check it out. I mean, even if you don't like it, Apple TV Plus, probably you, you probably have a, uh, like a free trial that you don't know about if you don't yeah, already have it. True. And it's the cheapest uh, streaming service by a good deal. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot there to watch if you haven't been subscribed. Absolutely. I feel like what we'll be doing is we're building up. We'll probably build up to a review of, of Violent Night. Um, obviously, it takes a little longer for us to get to the movie. So we might as well just kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, build up for that. Right? It comes out December 2nd, so it's coming out real soon. It's coming out real soon. Um, but yeah, next week we'll talk about Spirited. Here we go. Yeah. Christmas season's uh, off to a good start. I'll see you then, man. See ya.